Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity with Susan Shereko, where we help you transform your life by changing what you're telling yourself. Whatever your circumstances, you can experience health, financial security, and a sense of well-being once again. And now, here's your host, Susan Shereko. On behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio and the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power calls, welcome. I'm Susan Shereko. Today, Dawn Wayan joins us to discuss her book, Natal Health, Pregnancy Fitness and Nutrition Guide. Dawn has been a personal trainer, specializing in serving pregnant women for years. In 2013, she decided to share her expertise with a wider audience, hence her book. Please wave your hands to welcome Dawn Wayan. Hello, Dawn. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Good morning. I'm glad to have you. Yes, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Most amazing thing when we do these podcasts is people hear us all over the world. Isn't that fun? Right, here we are in L.A. That's right. (laughs) Dawn, how long have you been training pregnant women? 19 years. I've been training pregnant women for 19 years. Well, how did you get started? Okay, so... It was a progressive uh, OBGYN that invited me into his office in order to uh, take over his clients, his patients, make them my clients, and uh, sort of a run-through to see what the pregnancy outcomes would be if we included prenatal fitness um, in their pregnancy. And did it follow through after the pregnancy so that you were also working with um, women who had already delivered children and had their babies with them in fitness? Yeah, with natals, they did offer um, a prenatal program, which I just said, the pregnancy aspect, Mm -hmm. and then a postnatal program as well to get them back to their conception weight. Ah, all right. That's a nice goal. People feel good about themselves that way. So so what led you... What led you then to write Natal Health? Is Did you feel there was a need for a book like this? Yes, I did, because I am a personal trainer, so everything was in group sessions or one um, on one, and I couldn't reach out to the rest of California, let alone the nation. And so I wanted to publish a book that had a proper program in it for pregnancy with clips um, along and let it sell on Amazon in order so that everyone could have access to the program because of the success rate that it had, it made sense to want to extend it further out. Makes total sense. Uh, that's a vastly different audience when you start to expand that much. Yeah. Now, did you, have you found that there are specific differences in the, you know, fitness and nutrition that pregnant women have to deal with, but they're not aware of? Correct. There are, um, when it comes to pregnancy fitness, you have to take into account their heart rate, um, the baby itself, um, how the pregnancy is doing. Um, So, of course, there's doctor, you know, guidelines that come down. And also um, their agility level. There are a lot of women that come in who are obese. There are a lot of ladies that come in who have never exercised in their life. So Mm. it becomes a little tricky 
and the exercises that are given are consistent to a pregnancy uh, model, if you will, so that there's no problems, you know, with the exercise at all. And they come out of it uh, more fit than they were before even they were pregnant. And uh, they all sort of began to love fitness and the results that it gives them. Now, does it also improve their deliveries? Yes, yes. Um, the cardio does come into play uh, when it comes into delivery. And so if the girl is fit coming in, she's going to be able to get through that uh, delivery without the doctor looking at her saying she's not going to make it. Let's go ahead and put her into a C-section. Mm, mm-hmm. Doctors don't want the liability because they have to worry about their malpractice. Mm-hmm. So if it looks like you're not going to be able to pull it off, they're not going to take much time. Um, they have to consider their malpractice, the liability aspect, you know, the baby. So if we go in fit, we go in strong, we can have a natural pregnancy with no, no complications. Oh, that's fantastic. So this is a complete guide. When you say that, I mean, it's wellness, it's exercise, it's diet. Um, any other features that, that those things hmm. don't encompass? Well, it, yeah, it's a trimester program. So mm-hmm. the first trimester you get the exercise, you know, uh, program. And it's different from the second trimester, which is different than the third trimester. Mm-hmm. And then during the course of pregnancy, there are things that you want to stay away from in terms of consumption, things that are actually good for the baby, like walnuts, that you want to include in your diet. Mm-hmm. So the now guide you... provides... Okay. Oh, go, go ahead. No, the guides are what? Uh, we provide recipes and snack recommendations and... Um, you know, a lot of stuff about water, hydration, and, of course, keeping the house, uh, you know, clean of any kind of uh, germs and toxins. So we go through uh, really the whole thing. It's very comprehensive. And at the end, there's an index which explains the vocabulary the girls are often introduced to when they're pregnant and they may have questions about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned clips, so that when you're reading the book, you go, you can go online and watch. You can read the book Correct. online, maybe, and, and see these clips play in front of you. Have you thought about turning this into a cable or a streaming program? You know what? I, because uh, I, I have not, actually, and thank you very much, but it led this book led into another project, which was writing uh, a documentary about women in prison and <laughs> their oh okay. uh, matters and conditions. And so, um, but that's a great idea. I yeah, can look into that. Well, I'd like to come back to the, to the, this, what you just brought up, but first have, was the book, has the book been well received so far? Did you get reviews on it? Mm-hmm, yeah, we have a, a very uh, good response and, um, uh, mostly the comments are how uh, inexpensive it is for the men, for the guide and how comprehensive the guide is for the price, in other words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is it available? 
Okay, so it's on Amazon. Okay. And of course that and so it's in format. Is it available in print and digitally? It's on uh, Amazon for digital. And the reason why we did that was because when it came to uh, the customer, uh, they can print the guide out, the PDF out on their own computer printer at home. Mm -hmm. And it saves on the cost of buying the guide. Mm -hmm. um, but if they want a proper printed one out, uh, they can buy that. Um, I can mail that. It's a different price. Uh, right now we have it so that it's affordable for these girls where you can print out the PDF on your printer at home. And access the clips. Yeah, the clips are online. And right. uh, yeah. that way they, if they, you know, they can see the exercise taking place in front of them. And there's 26 different clips mm -hmm. and, and stretches and what have you. Perfect. So, so where have you been promoting your book, Dawn? Okay, so doctors' offices and, of course, Amazon, and um, that's been about about it. Amazon's the biggest department store, so and it was successful. So that said, we were uh, moving on to another project, and and that's what I was talking about. Uh, mm -hmm. The book mm -hmm. led into a documentary. Right. So, Dawn, you've you've been to law school. You, you, uh, and you, you were. I, I'd like to hear how you got involved in this. I have, I have this sense that you were, you were doing some fundraising. I don't know if you started the documentary you were working on or not, but as as you were doing this fundraising, you met two women who changed the whole focus of your work. Why don't you tell us the story behind that? I was. Uh finished writing the book and I was very happy and I was in my backyard and ready to relax and I had a stack of magazines uh, to read uh, for the afternoon and I picked up the LA Weekly and there was an article about women committing suicide in prison. So as I sat there, it resonated. I began to wonder how many of those women are pregnant? That's when the documentary started because I began to research and mm -hmm. research and research and research and contact people. And I tried to donate the guide to the women's prison here in Los Angeles. That went south. Um, it's not so easy to get into, pr into prison, I found out. Um, instead, you have to really uh, <laughs> produce something and uh, understand that it's not happening. I mean, uh, it's it's a tight system, and uh, there's a lot to protect there, and it's private. And so um, finding out what goes on inside of prison led to three years of research. Oh, my goodness. And what, what, how, what turned you on to this uh, need to um, really get in, delve into what goes on in prison? But I, it never, I mean, as, as naive as it may sound, I mean, and we think about prisons and women's prisons, it never dawned on me, are they pregnant in prison, you know? And mm -hmm. when they go in and uh, what's that like and, and are there rules and I know things that they should be doing and shouldn't be doing and are those things there, those measures there to protect those girls? When I did the research, none of that was found 
um, the conditions in women's prisons are less than desirable. And uh, there are people who are working on making those conditions better, like Karen Bass and, and uh, Pres um, uh, President Biden and, of course, President Trump. So uh, these people together have all uh, made a difference in the conditions, but that's only been in the last five years. Well, how many women are affected by this? Okay, so 133 women uh, per 100,000 uh, are incarcerated. Out of all the women in the in the country? Correct. Mm -hmm. And how many are pregnant? Between 7 and 9% are in fact pregnant. Mm -hmm. And that is, and they are not served well at this point in time. Um, and in fact, that, what else did you discover about the prison system in the process of this? Process of this. Um, I, you know, uh, found the, the the conditions and what they were facing in prison on a daily basis, and that included um, rape. And also that they weren't getting tampons. Um, it's uh, mass incarceration, so it's crowded. Mm -hmm. And uh, where the jails get their the food to feed the girls, all of that I found out. Um, and uh, how it affects us, you know, of course, on a ethical level and civilly, that does, doesn't sound right. Um, we can do better than that. Um, but it does affect taxpayers because $80.7 billion annually for prisons we spend, um, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And $3.9 uh, we spend on the private prisons. So it's a tremendous amount of money, and uh, it's, due, it's due to the mass incarceration, and then there's also, you know, all of the problems within the system. So none of it is good. Um, well, you say, I mean, you mentioned there's, you, know, you use the term private prisons. Are, is there a, a reason for distinguishing between a public prison and a private prison? Yes, yes. We have... Um, a whole slew of private prisons uh, that are used to uh, take the population of incoming prisoners and house them for the length of their sentence. And uh, they're nationwide. And uh, they're run privately. And the reason the incentive behind a private prison is because you can run a private prison cheaper than it takes to run a state prison. So if you outsource it and some of these prisoners go there, it's great because the contract is cheaper than what it would cost to run the prison on a state level. Because it's private, you can contract for any monetary amount for services. And so it's beneficial. 
Now, when you say contract for services, what what exactly do you mean by that? Okay, so um, there's going to be a contract that the state pays out to private prison, and uh, the consideration is that the private prison is going to house incarcerated individuals. Okay, and do they um, what, do they use those prisoners? You know, do they make license plates? What do they do? Okay, so that's, uh, you know, it's a coincidence that you would ask that because on the very last day of my writing the documentary, I uh, was closing my laptop and I punched in for the last time pregnant prisoners and up came the prison industrial complex and I thought to myself, what is that and why is it popping up when I push in a Google search for pregnant prisoners? And I dug deep and uh, I found out and became educated about the prison industrial complex and what it is in America, how it affects all of us and the prisoners and the private sector here in America. And uh, it was very surprising. Uh, <clears throat> it's an underground economy. And uh, it's kind of America's dirty secret. So when you look into it, uh, you can find out things like who's involved uh, engaging in these private contracts. Um, you can find out about how much money is being made. And you can also find out that um, there are two different points of view about the prison industrial complex. One side will say it's, it's unethical. Uh, the other side will say it gives the prisoners something to do during the day, uh, possibly a trade, that, a skilled trade that they can leave the, the prison with. Um, so it's a hot topic. Uh, it hasn't been talked about too much. Um, it's been going on since, you know, late 80s. Uh, mm. And mm -hmm. President Biden uh, had feelings about it. And his take was that it was unethical. And uh, it is an incentive for mass incarceration. Um, and... Well, I, guess, I guess my question is, why? what about it is unethical? Well, if you have a private company contracting um, for prison labor, and the prison labor costs between 25 cents an hour and sometimes mm -hmm. 90 cents an hour, and that private company gets that deal, their bottom line looks a lot better when the labor say, yeah. they, that they need to run their corporation is receiving labor at 25 cents an hour. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. where it becomes unethical is, um, or questionably unethical, is should it be happening at all, one. And then two, what about the private company out there in America who is competing against the first private company, 
and doesn't engage in a contract and is not receiving the prison labor, the, you can see their bottom line mm-hmm. is much higher. Higher. Yeah. So, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, is it? I mean, that that number is so far below what we would call minimum wage in in general society. How do they get away with that? Uh, as long as they're paid something. As long as they're paid something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And but it, there is a, a differentiation between those who are able to get the contract and those who can't, uh, which is, gives them an unfair advantage. Uh, it's an application process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an application process. So anyone who wants to could, in fact, fill out the application, see if they qualify, see if they can get a contract, and move forward. Okay. Now, is this included in your, your uh, documentary, Pregnant Prisoner? So I was uh, talking about this and how I was closing my computer one day, the last day, and came up with this prison industrial complex um, subject matter. And I was speaking with a friend who encouraged me to write a script um, about my experience from start to finish and then um, my finding out at the very end of the documentary uh, about the prison industrial complex and then that whole wave of information. Uh, so I said, okay. So I took another three years and I wrote a script that explains the whole system. Ah, all right. But it's not out yet. You haven't shot it yet? It's in distribution right now. Oh, it is? Okay. Okay. And what is it titled? But why? Because these are so, uh, these circumstances and these questions are so uh, abnormal or obscure or surprising. Um, And oftentimes they are uh, about issues that no one knows are even out there exist. Mm-hmm. I titled it, but why? That way we can ask the question, why aren't the girls getting tampons? We mm-hmm. can ask the questions, why are guards allowed to watch women give birth? We can ask the questions, you know, why are the girls shackled during pregnancy? I mean, during uh, delivery. Mm-hmm. So, I felt like it was a title that allowed the script to jump to all these questions. Mm-hmm. So when you, where, where is it available? You said it's in distribution, but where is it? Is it readily available in video or, or on, you know, digitally? There is a, yeah, digitally. So if anyone is interested in reviewing the script or taking a look at it, you would contact me and I would... Uh, send it out to you either digitally or hard copy. Um, people are reading it right now, and it would be great to get feedback. Um, uh, but that's what you would do. You would contact uh, myself or the producer uh, who is attached, and uh, mm-hmm. she's actually the one that does send it out from her computer. Mm-hmm. And do you want to give us that on the line? Oh, uh, the name of the producer is... Uh, or the the name of the 
the contact information where they can email a request. Oh, okay. So I can do that right now. Um, my name is Dawn, and my last name is Wyant. Uh, my email address is D-A-W-N-R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E-77 at hotmail.com. Don Rochelle, 77 at Hotmail. Okay. Well, that's great. So they can find now, and what they will receive is the script. Yes. Okay. So it's not it's not been filmed yet. No, we're You're still uh, going we're, through. Yep, we're in distribution, and so we're uh, trying to get it out there and trying to mm-hmm. distribute it to people who will read it. Uh, consider it. Okay. I I would use you're in development. I would not use the mm-hmm. word distribution. Implies that you have someone who is mass producing video content and sending it out. Um, and you're not at that stage yet. You're still in development. Mm-hmm. So you're looking. You have you thought about crowdfunding? I have not. I have not. Because that is an alternate way. So I've I've just seen a few people who have used a crowdfunding uh, mechanism in order to get their projects up. So it's something to look at. I don't know how, you know, I don't know how big their budgets were to begin with, but how how much do you think it will cost to produce? Okay, so we had to do comparables against um, other scripts, and that's a Kirsten question. Um, we mm-hmm. compared it to uh, the Pelican Breeze and um, – uh, uh, there was about five other films that did uh, whistleblower films, and mm-hmm. uh, the budget. So that would be something to uh, ask the producer. That mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she's got she's got the numbers that that you're going by for discussion. Okay. Yeah. So where do you have to do a, She had to do a prospectus. Um, right. So all that's okay. in there, and we had to cast it. So the casting's been done. Uh, the numbers have been done. Uh, we have the treatment in there and uh, pictures and and what have you. Um, so where do I go from here? Uh, mm-hmm. We get the script out and we give it. Um, I speak at uh, certain uh, places that I can speak, trying to get the word out. Um, mm-hmm. When I did this and when I started this, I was never really for any kind of monetary um you know, receiving of anything, uh, you know, there's going to be money involved. But I got so involved emotionally in it, it became like a, a calling. And so um, the script will take me to speak at, um, you know, wherever I can. I was, you know, planning a TED Talk, for example, would be a, a good place to speak. Um, mm-hmm. And at the same time, trying to get the script out there, it's, about um, this issue, and it's a, and it's an important issue to talk about, and that's why, as a woman, I bring it out there um, because we want, you know, everything to be fair to women, and at least you know, hygienic and up to the constitutional uh, rights that they have, and uh, so for me, it's a charge. Mhm, mhm. I can understand. It's it's become the real focus of your life. It's your vision to see this made and to see some changes take place within the prison system. Sure. <laughs> yes. Sure. yes. Well, this is, this is a, uh, you know, that's a cause. That can be a lifetime's work to go through things Correct. like this. I, I really thank you. Um, 
for being on the show to talk about it, Dawn, because it's it's quite a leap from a wellness book for pregnant women <laughs> to taking on America's dirty little secret in the prison. So I know, um, you know, I know. You, you, <laughs> did you ever know you were going to put yourself in that kind of a role? You know, it just one day led to the next day, and every single day was worse than the first day before it. The news never got better, and that was the carrot, if you will. It just, there was never a solution that was had about these issues. Um, Instead, it was always more bad information. So it was extremely enticing to research and to you know, go forward with this because you get incited when you hear about women, especially who are pregnant, being treated uh, the way that they are. And so you're looking for a way to make a change. Absolutely. You want to be an instrument of change. I can see why you would mm-hmm. do that. So. Well, let's remind our listeners. We've been speaking to Dawn Wayand about her book, Natal Health, Pregnancy Fitness Nutrition Guide as well as her documentary, which is called Pregnant Prisoner, and her passion, which is a project currently uh, titled But Why? And that is a a film project. You know, it could be a fundraising project. It could be a, uh, you know, reformation project. But it's really become the passion of her life. So, to learn more, uh, she did leave during the course of this call. She's given us an, an email address where you can reach out and and participate in their project. So thank I'll you again, Dawn. More. No problem. You to... Thank you for having me. I'll say the email oh. address again. Um, okay. My name is Dawn Rochelle, so it's D-A-W-N-R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E-77 at hotmail.com. That's it. All right. We'll be watching you. We'll be watching, Dawn. We're going to see what happens. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much for having me. It's a lot of information, but we got through it. We did. So that brings our show to, to a close for now, folks. Bye for now. Be well and have a great day. Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you've been inspired by this show, leave a rating or review on iTunes and visit www.rainbowsoverrunes.com to receive a free chapter from Susan's book. On behalf of Susan Shereko, this has been Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity, sharing the journeys of those affected by sudden and great loss and what they did to heal, rebuild, and where they are now.